Welcome once again, everyone, to another edition of Conversations with Carlton, a podcast produced by the Texas Economic Development Council, uh, produced by Amy Swank. And uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, really looking forward to having a conversation today with the one and only Greg Last, uh, who's with us. Greg uh, is, is here today. Um, I, I, it, those of you who know Greg probably know that he's a big fly fisherman. I think he'd probably rather talk about fly fishing than talk about himself, but we're going to make him talk about himself here this morning. So Greg, welcome to today's edition of Conversations with Carlton. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to visit uh, with you guys. Uh, Always a lot of fun to engage uh, TEDC and their staff. So uh, we can tell some fishing stories if we need to. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to the discussion. Well, Greg, um, you know, I know that uh, you, uh, you came to our world uh, with a planning background, but I'd, I'd like for you to go back to, you know, where, you know, what got you, what got you to Texas out of Kansas state and, uh, you know, really tell us about how your career got to economic development. And then I want to ask you some more specific questions about not only that, but about your, um, your leadership in, uh, in the TEDC. Well, I'm sure, uh, You've heard this before, but my background is a fairly strange background. And it seems like everyone that gets into economic development has a unique background. But, uh, so I guess uh, to start with, I graduated from Kansas State with a bachelor's in landscape architecture. And I've actually been a landscape registered landscape architect in Texas for 30 plus years and still maintain that license. But uh, when I graduated, uh, back in the day there was really the economy was uh, non-existent and the only opportunity that i got was in midland texas and so i took a position out there working for uh, civil engineering planning firms doing planning landscape architecture uh, light you know civil work uh, plats planning that kind of stuff and did that for four years until the bottom fell out of oil and me and everybody else went back to grad school uh, in 84, I guess, four or five. And so uh, came to Arlington uh, to uh, pursue an MBA degree. And at the time I worked part-time, well, actually I worked full-time, went to school part-time for another civil engineering planning firm. And we were the engineers and planners for several growing small cities uh, throughout the North Texas region, uh, one of which was South Lake, which at the time was nothing. I mean, they didn't have any per building permits. You know, if they got a barn permit, they were excited. But uh, we were the plan review and we wrote their ordinances and things like that. So did a lot of technical review for South Lake. And as they started to grow, they came to the realization that they needed to hire a planner on staff. And the long story short is they hired me as their first planner. This was back in 90, I guess. 
and that became planning director, <clears throat> which was titled uh, community development director, which encompassed also the economic development side of the operation. And so I became a certified planner uh, to pursue that for 10 years as planning director. And then the economic development side got so busy. Uh, we had you know, highways going through the city and things really started kicking off. And the city manager at the time said, well, you know, there's too much for one person to handle, which, which way you want to go. And I'd had all the planning I really wanted because it's so technical and analytical and, uh, you know, requires you to kind of stomp on people's uh, aspirations in order to get a plan approved. And so I told him that I wanted to do the economic development side. So uh, I was the first economic development director that they had. Uh, long story short, I pursued that for another 12 years. So I was at the city of Southlake for 22 years during their fastest growing period. Uh, so learned a lot in a hurry, uh, great experience, but I did finally uh, tire of the uh, bureaucracy of government. And in 2013, uh, broke off and started my own uh, ec economic development planning uh, practice, just a one-man shop, work out of the house. Been very satisfying, work with, you know, 80 plus cities around Texas, uh, really learned a lot uh, through that um, experience. Work with a lot of neat people, a lot of small shops and medium-sized shops, but uh, really been a great experience to apply a lot of uh, background uh, experience and skills. And so that's kind of my circuitous route to uh, economic development is through the planning field um, and then, you know, pursued the certified economic developer for several years, um, have done that for, I don't know, maybe 30 years now, 25, 30 years, and I really enjoy it. So that's a short summary, I guess, of my background. You know, Greg, um, I, I didn't know much about you early on in my tenure at the at the TDC, but one of your your biggest fans early on was in some ways an unlikely fan in that he, you know, came from a utility background, was rather old school, uh, but, he, you know, once he became uh, more involved in the TDC, uh, and I'm talking about Mike McKinney, yeah. he kept telling me, man, you need to get to know this guy, Greg Last, and he's, he's doing great things. And, you know, before you know it, you were on the board. And then uh, not only were you on the board, but you were bringing us great ideas left and right. And you had this really, really unique perspective um, and, and, uh, it was, it was, it was fun to watch that. And it's, it, you're so right. I mean, we all come from such different backgrounds, but, but yours was, um, your, your, yours was quick. I mean, once you got involved, you're, you're one of those people that once you decided to get involved and get on the board, you know, you were a, on a rocket ship to, to being chair and, um, and you did it. That's when you should have known the run and hide, right? <laughs> well, no. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and tell us about uh, uh, about your 
uh, interest in, and uh, and then tell us about some of the things um, really that that uh, that you led us in, and 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 if you're too humble to do that, I'll start bragging on you. <laughs> well, I guess my personality, I've always felt like if you're going to belong to something, you need to contribute and be active. Uh, I was on the American Planning Association board for years uh, in Texas when I was doing the planning gig. So it was kind of a natural to when I moved over to the economic development side to try to get engaged there. Um, Mike McKinney was one who I'm glad you brought him up, but he was really um, a mentor and provided a lot of guidance, a lot of feedback, tons of experience. Um, and, and there's several throughout TEDC that um, do that. And, and really, that's the, one of the best things about it is just people are willing to help and pull you up, you know, to get engaged and get involved and, you know, contribute as you can. Uh, but Mike was a Mike was a great one, and I, I really appreciate his uh, support. Um, so I guess I started, um, you know, and I would tell anybody to do that is, you know, get engaged with the committees. Uh, you know, I was a terrible golfer, but several of us played golf all the time at the conferences before the conferences. Great way to meet people in a casual atmosphere. Um, tried to work and help on the all the committees. Uh, I have a real passion for education and training. And so I stepped in on the education committee kind of early and helped um, bootstrap that into a little more productive, I guess, operation, uh, contributing a little bit more. Um, another great mentor was uh, Bill Shelton, who, uh, you know, obviously uh, early on, I think charter member of TEDC and guided a lot of, things through uh, TEDC and he was in the on the basic course uh, dean of the basic course forever so uh, I learned a lot from him and he was very supportive um, and he uh, got the education committee kind of involved in the uh, the basic course and at the time there's some leadership changes and teaks and everybody was evaluating some different options and and so, you know, I thought it was just a natural, you know, to try to combine more efforts with the TEDC membership and the, the TEAC's uh, management of the basic course. And was really passionate about trying to find a way to do that. And long story short, the TEAC's folks were great to work with. Um, you know, we mod they modified the program some, changed some of the curriculum. But uh, that's when we started to actually have joint meetings together with the basic uh, folks, which I thought was a great idea because it's hard to get to know, especially as uh, big a group as TEDC is, but, you know, having the receptions and the training held at the same time. And uh, Amy and the staff, I know, have to coordinate all that. So I feel sorry for them to have to coordinate yet another meeting at the same time, but I think the benefit of having all the basic folks at the conferences really integrates them faster in the TEDC. Um, the other thing that I, I really wanted to see uh, the basic course do is continue to use, you know, the professionals that were in TEDC as instructors. And so that's obviously easier when the courses are held simultaneously at the same location. So that was a real good uh, scenario. And, I think, you know, 
there's all kinds of accolades you can put on the basic course, but uh, I think it's uh, one of few, if not the only in the state that does two a year. And if I'm not mistaken, you've done three a year before. We're doing three this year. Are you really? Yes, sir. But the uh, instructors there are great. Teeks has done a good job of coordinating that. Really brought up the professional side of the education system. Uh, so that was a real uh, satisfying period to be involved with uh, at that time. And I thank Bill Shelton for pulling a young buck planter 100 years ago into the course to help teach some things. And that really kind of got me got me hooked, I guess. Yeah, Bill, Bill, uh, I guess has been gone now a couple of years. And uh, but what an amazing guy he was in the history of our organization. And he was a mentor to me too, Greg. And, uh, you know, always enjoyed talking to him. Once he was retired, he used to come down to Austin and we'd have lunch. And, and uh, you know, his impact on our organization uh, is historic. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's everlasting. And uh, I uh, always had a good time visiting with him and uh and learning from him and i know you did too yeah he was a great guy you know um one of the other things you did um in, in our organization was you you were the the idea person behind our uh, economic excellence recognition award mm. and uh why don't you tell everybody about that uh your, your thought process behind that and that's just been a wonderful um, little, uh, what I would, I would call icing on the cake for our, um, you know, our achievement oriented EDCs. And, uh, it's a way for, for them to demonstrate to the, to the folks back home, if you will, um, that, that they're doing the kinds of things they ought to be doing, um, in, in, in terms of the professional activities of their organization. Yeah, that, that was something uh, that I really was glad to see you take a, uh, you, you've always been receptive to new ideas, even though some of us can come up with some crazy concoctions, but uh, you were always willing to, uh, you know, consider implementing new ideas. And the whole concept there was, you know, I was in a municipal environment and, you know, the finance department would submit their budget and get an award from the government financial budget association on how great their budget was. And the fire guys had submit this and so many other people would submit that. And yet the economic development people were doing all good things and, and striving to get the education and the certifications and trainings and all that stuff. And so my pitch was that we need to implement a program that would uh, allow organizations to show their uh, efforts towards, uh, you know, sophistication and training and education of not only the staff but the board members and and be something that's fairly simple not you know cumbersome to uh, implement and so the economic excellence program we adopted or tried out I don't even remember enough maybe maybe 10 years ago it's been quite a while and then uh found good receptivity. Uh, you guys do a great job of implementing that. It's really more of a recognition program than it is an award program. And I think you picked the spring to put, to put that program out. 
And it may have started with, you know, 10 or 20 groups doing it and, you know, qualifying for the recognition. And I'm not mistaken, you had 50 something uh, in this last uh, go round uh, that applied and qualified for it. And I go to all kinds of websites all over the state and I always see the economic excellence plaque or, you know, certification um, up on their website. And I see news releases come out about it. And I really think that's great that the communities acknowledge the efforts that the staff and the boards are undertaking to um, implement a better system. So I was glad to see you implement that. Well, it, it uh, I think we've had, um, actually to your point, I think we've had as many as 60 or right up at 60 um, oh, really? in years gone by. Yeah. Um, you know, this also uh, sparks the, the memory of your involvement in really bolstering our online resource library. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that thing is, uh, it, it's a monster now. I mean, it's got so much great stuff and it's hard. It's kind of hard to keep up with, but uh, you were involved in that. Tell us about all that. Well, again, I'm glad you uh, grabbed hold of that and ran with it back in the day, but uh, I'm sure Amy and the staff were regretting all the work that that created. Well, Amy's uh, behind the, uh, the, the mic here. And, and if she wants to jump in, I'm going to, I'm going to welcome her to do that. But um, she, you know, she, like everything with Amy, she grabs the, the, the bull by the horns and, and runs with it. And, you know, that's a, it's now, it, it's, it's huge. And uh, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, go ahead, Greg, uh, you were, you were talking about uh, the story of that. Well, I mean, there's no real uh, thunderbolt that happened as, to create that, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a resource kind of guy and have always felt that, you know, professional organizations should have resources for folks that are just getting into the industry and, you know, trying to grow their skill set and uh, have advocated the resource library as, a re, you know, an enhancement to the TEDC website. And I think at the time we worked on an outline of topics, um, this kind of was also a result of the education committee. And we asked folks what types of documents they'd like to see in the uh, library. Um, I think we had, I think the staff solicited a lot of those. Uh, I know I've contributed a lot of different documents over the years, but it is quite a collection at this point. Uh, and they've really polished the, uh, the setup for it, the accessibility, uh, the professionalism. Uh, it's really, uh, you know, stepped up quite a bit from uh, the early days. But maybe Amy will jump on and tell, tell us about all the uh, requests and uh, use of it. Um, yes, I'll, I'll comment a little bit more on the resource library. The, obviously, when we updated our website, it gave us an opportunity to enhance the library and make it, uh, visually uh, more appealing, but also to recategorize some things and to request more updated documents. Because as you know, as a library, some of the documents get outdated and then they're not as relevant. So we've, but it's always a work in progress. And I will say when we get requests for things we don't have, 
the first person I go to is you. And I'm just like, well, let me ask Greg Glass. He might know, he might have it, or he may know where to find it. So I kind of lean on you a little bit because you've helped us build so much of it that you're my go-to when I actually don't, we don't have something to offer. Um, another way we've recently built the resource library outside of just by things coming into us by accident or by you providing us with so much information and resources and documents is our new member community feature. Because when yeah. uh, the economic developers have questions and then people share with them their ideas and they'll say, yes, I have, I have example or I have an example or I have a sample document. They also copy me on that. And then I ask them, can we put this in the resource library? And they usually always say yes. And so that's how we've got some additional um, new documents or, um, you know, sample policies is through the member community. So that's helped a little too, but I will have to say about half of that library is courtesy of Greg Last. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. I'll tell you this, that, you know, it would have never sustained or have been at the level it was without your uh, attention to detail and willingness to put out the extra effort to uh, keep that library updated. So I uh, congratulate you and the other staff uh, on maintaining what I know is a lot of work. Well, she does a great job, but she does a great job in anything she touches in this organization. So uh, always has. Always has. Um, well, you know, and then one other uh, thing that you've done more recently for us is you led our strategic planning efforts a couple of years ago now um, that really uh, have proven to be a really nice um, guidebook for us to adhere to. Um, you know, even through COVID, um, <laughs> I remember there were times Amy and I had conversations. Oh, man. I don't think we're going to do that one this year. We can always blame it on COVID, you know. Um, <laughs> old Greg, uh, uh, you know, made us uh, even more ambitious than what we are. But uh, all joking aside, um, that was a great job on our strategic plan, and we follow it to to this day. And we've got several years ahead of us. So uh, thank you for doing that uh, as well. Well, I was honored to get the opportunity to work with the board and you guys to um, prepare that document. Uh, I kind of approached those documents from a different different way, I guess, than a lot of a lot of other folks. And mine is, you know, more I think practical and operations driven. So there's a lot of items that were generated, you know, for uh, future efforts on the part of the staff, but. Uh, Board did a great job, uh, put together a nice document. Uh, I'm glad to hear you use it. You know, those are of no value unless they're used. So I'm uh, glad to hear it still has a life. Well, it does. I, I guess you were anticipating that uh, uh, we would one day ride off in the sunset and that uh, maybe somebody needed some uh, some guidelines, right? <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope you're going to be there a long time. So, uh, it doesn't hurt to have a few steps for down the road so amen to the, amen to that and the older we get the more we think about that greg um you're right trust me trust me well um what what uh, where do you see the tedc going and and where's greg glass going 
<laughs> I'm going fishing. I'm working on those flies. I know that. Uh, you know, I, I think the TDC's got a great future. Uh, I, I can't emphasize enough the value it's been for me over the years. Um, you know, uh, the the people in particular. I mean, the resources are great. Websites are great. Staff is super at responding and being helpful. But the uh, the networking and all the membership of all the folks that are involved. Uh, you know, they are very responsive, uh, very helpful. You know, there is a competitive feature, you know, when everybody's fighting for one little project. But, you know, I have never called anybody for some help and not had them immediately help in any way that they could. So I see that, I mean, TEDC's the only place for economic developers, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I do see some trends in the the membership, I mean, uh, you know, years ago it was a male only uh, organization and, you know, probably 80% of my clients are female directors. And I see that in the TEDC membership at the meetings as well, which is a good thing. I think, you know, having the diversity in the membership is, is much better than uh, it was years and years ago. Um, I see more involvement of people who don't have uh, as much background or training, you know, when you get to work under the, you know, the Amanda Nobles or the um, Michael Meeks or, you know, those kind of folks, Tony Kai, you know, those guys that have that kind of experience and there's folks that are working under them. When they step up to the director role, they, you know, they have great experience, but I see a lot of folks now that get moved into director roles that have not yet had the opportunity to work under um, more experienced directors. So that again makes, you know, the training and resources and all that more important with TEDC. Um, so that's kind of an evolution I see. Um, you know, I think that the uh, municipal development district, the MDDs uh, are going to continue to grow where, you know, TEDC was founded really on the type A EDCs and then, you know, obviously merged in or collected in the type Bs that were handling the economic development side. Um, I see a fair amount of cities now uh, migrating to the MDD uh, for the reason that it uh, allows for collection of sales tax and ETJs and still has the um, project capabilities of a type B. Um, really no difference in the operational functionality of it. It's just a different name. Uh, but I see TEDC as being the, the source for that entire group's uh, growth over time. Uh, same thing they did years ago when B was brought in when it was primarily an A, company, a type A organization to begin with. Uh, so I think that's all good. Uh, you know, the continued growth of the resources at TEDC, I think, is great to the conferences continue to, to get stronger and the quality of the speakers is really good. Um, so I think TEDC's future uh, really is strong. You know, well, hey, Carl, thing I forgot to mention that I thought I would mention that we did work on years ago was the um, Cure Group Roundtable. Yes, tell us, tell, tell, the, tell the folks about that. Yeah, and the reason I want to mention that is because you know, even though when you go to the conferences, and I can say this because now I'm on the 
dark side as a consultant, but you know, you don't want to go to a conference and have nothing but consultants there pitching or selling or whatever. And so I've always advocated that you can learn as much from your peers as anybody and kind of have a saying that, you know, I can learn something from everybody I meet. I mean, everybody I, I know knows more about something than I do. And the kind of way I look at it is, you know, my goal is to learn whatever it is they know better than I do. But so that was when we, uh, I wanted to push the peer group roundtable concept. And for those that don't know, that's really a non-presentation discussion at a conference where one senior person would invite three or four other peers to engage in a conversation that was you know, managed and guided, uh, but it was just at a sit down table, uh, no PowerPoint, just an open discussion. I can remember the very first one we did, Carlton, you might remember, uh, was with on industrial development and it was with Tom Long and Mike McKinney. And I, I think there was 10 of us total in the, in the room at the time that we did that. And, you know, the, the education committee developed a bunch of different topics. I know Amy and the staff came up on different topics not only that have been done, but that are going to be done. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a real strong program. Glad to see you guys implement it. Uh, and I see it on all the agendas. So um, we need to ask the new up and comers to step up and lead some of those discussions uh, for the benefit of all, I think. Well, it's, it, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, I've seen as many as 120, 130 people in a PGR. Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. Um, where where the, the hollow square rectangular shaped um, layout uh, is then surrounded by the all the way around the room, chairs of people in there, um, you know, either participating or watching the right. PGRs and, uh, and, you know, I'm sure you've noticed this. We we uh, we put them on the schedule strategically uh, to keep people at the conferences. <laughs> I had noticed that. And and and, and involved. Uh, we like four o'clock time slot right before the uh, first break. You you you've noticed that we like to put them uh, right before happy hour. Yes, that's we, true. And we also sometimes put them right after lunch on your own. So we make sure they come back from lunch. That's right. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> uh, uh, but but yeah, um, I mean you've you've had your hands in so many uh, great things that we've done over the years. But in, in, you know what, Greg, that might be the most uh, really uh, the, the, the really most impactful one, because, um, you know, when Amy and I work on the conferences, um, it, it's pouring over our her spreadsheets about what we've done and what we haven't done over the years. And and uh, it's been a while since we did one on this or that or whatever. And um it's it's an important part of every, of the planning that goes into every conference that we do. Yeah, it's neat to see the growth in that, and uh, you know, plus different people stepping up to lead it. You know, there for a long time, there's only a couple of us that 
you know, they thought everybody thought I had to lead them or something. And I finally just said, uh, Hey, this, this is your gig. You do it. You know, so it's fun to see everybody else step up and do it. Well, you, uh, you, you've had a nice little run with your consulting firm. It seems to suit you. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And uh, you mentioned you've, you've worked for like 80 communities. Um, I know you're out there. I get, uh, I get asked about you and, and uh, uh, on, on, a, on, on a lot of occasions. You're getting and, that money I send to say something positive. <laughs> well, um, tell us about, uh, about that in, in how, um, how you've adapted to uh, life as a consultant. All right. Well, like I say, uh, you know, I've only worked for one municipality uh, ever, um, City of Southlake, and it was good to me and had a lot of great growth period. But, you know, government's a different animal. And, uh, you know, I'm a, probably a little more outside the box free thinker than, than um, I am good at following bureaucracy. So, you know, I was in consulting before I started at the city and, and felt good going into it after leaving the city. Um, you know, I like uh, setting up my own system, you know, uh, got a full website. I hear people all the time are using my website. It's kind of like the resource library. It's got a lot of stuff on it. Um, I do, a, you know, everything that I do is just real practical, meat and potatoes, operational kind of stuff. Um, I might say the name of the business is EDP Best Practices. Anybody wonders why the EDP, it's Economic Development Planning. But, uh, you know, everything that I've done has been real practical stuff. Um, so a lot of the, you know, small or medium-sized growing communities have found what I do fairly um, practical and beneficial to their operations. And so, you know, just kind of grown. I, you know, like I say, I've worked for 80 plus cities uh, throughout Texas, mostly uh, throughout the Metroplex, North Texas area. But from cities, you know, um, Paradise, Texas, population 462 to uh, Frisco with, you know, millions and millions of dollars for their EDC. So it's, really been a, a learning experience for me to work with that broad range of communities, uh, you know, training and helping them with plans and resources and websites and all the practical kind of stuff. It's, um, you know, I used, to say, I used to say that working at the city was like Indiana Jones running from the big ball behind him, where you never have time to actually <laughs> survey other cities or, you know, talk to other people. You're just you've got your head down cranking on some project. And so I have had the opportunity to, to learn more and experience, experience more. A lot of great friends through TDC that have allowed me to guide or participate in their projects. Uh, very satisfying to feel like I can contribute to some of what they do. So um, it's been great. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm not going back to a you know structured format. Um, don't know how long I'm going to be doing this, but uh, sooner or later, I'll probably set this aside and do something else. But uh, it's been great. Well, you certainly are the king of process. <laughs> I mean, is that a good thing? That is a good thing. And uh, I know when people ask me, 
uh, about uh, the, the kinds of things that you do. Uh, you have, you've carved yourself a niche um, that that's really, I think it's remarkable, but I think it's unique as well. And, you know, that, that, that's just a kind of a different flavor of an offering among our many good consultants. And by, by the way, we have, I think the best consultants in the country uh, living right here in Texas and in uh, working here in Texas a lot. But uh, I know that you, you give someone who needs process expertise um, really exactly what they, what they need and what they're looking for. Yeah, I think that's the planner in me. I haven't been able to shake that off. But, uh, you know, I, I do think fairly structurally and fairly organized. Um, I like writing. So one of the things I do a lot of are policies, you know, Senate policies or hotel tax policies or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, I actually enjoy writing technical documents and incentive agreements. You know, it's... it's like my whole business is made up on stuff that nobody else wants to do, I think. So uh, maybe it's, that's a, a niche to pursue. It really is. And um, I mean, you're just, uh, but, but not only that, I mean, you're just really damn good at it. And we're lucky to have you um, in the state uh, to be able to help our communities. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I want you to I want you to run EDP best practices for another 30 years. So <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't bet your portfolio on that. So. Uh, OK, OK. Well, I have a few more a few more years in me, but uh, I may be doing something else, too. Who knows? It's been fun. I enjoy it. And a lot of great, really a lot of great clients. So it's been fun. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that I, you know, when you were talking about all the great clients and all the great people you've met is you, you might be interested in this because you're a numbers guy. We are now consistently over 900 members. That's even after wow. Amy, uh, you know, cleans out all the, 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 the slow payers or non-payers. And uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it is. We've grown, uh, we've grown a lot uh, even during COVID and uh, it's, it's like one of those things, as you know, we, we, for the longest time, we kind of de-emphasized total members uh, over quality of membership. But now that we've, we've gotten over that hump, it's pretty cool um, that, that we, we uh, you know, we've, we've scaled the, the 900 number. But I mentioned that only because of something else you had said in, and here we are, the, the, uh, the largest economic development uh, association in the country and uh, among the states anyway, yet we do still, and I, as long as I'm here, I hope we maintain the, the sort of small town atmosphere where everybody knows each other and hangs out with each other and, and, and alongside learning, has a good time with each other at our events. Yeah, I, I think that is a differentiator for TEDC too, is, you know, the camaraderie that the membership has amongst themselves. Uh, 
I mean, I can literally say that some of my best friends are in the, the organization and have been for 15, 20 years. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a real asset. Um, just the relationships you build and resources that, you know, each provide to each other. Um, and it was neat to see the growth. I, I think there was 600 or less back in the early day when I started. Um, and really, the, I mean, that's the organization to be involved with if you're in Texas economic development. There's nothing else even close. I know TML does a couple things, but mostly for board members. And, and I think TDC, you know, just is really the only source for anybody that's in that profession. Well, Greg, um, per usual, you did your great job today. Um, and uh, we appreciate your time and uh, certainly appreciate your leadership um, in our organization over the, over the years. Um, excuse me for a second. Um, and and um, keep up the good work in, in really, uh, uh, we don't need to tell you this, but stay involved and, and stay being a leader um, in our organization. Well, thanks. I, I really hope to and plan to. Uh, and, you know, before I would close too, though, I would look, just like to congratulate you guys, the staff and Amy, and I know there's others behind the screen even farther, but Y'all have done a great job growing TEDC and managing all the, I mean, every year you've got a different boss, you know, and I'm sure that's a challenge and all the board changes. But uh, if you just look at the evolution over a period of time, uh, the staff has really delivered a, a quality organization and it makes it fun to be involved with. It's a great resource. Uh, and I'm like you, I hope you guys stay there for a long time too. So. Congratulations on all you've done. Well, we love it, and um, we're we're lucky. We count our blessings um, to <clears throat> excuse me to be able to work with folks like you, Greg. So, Greg, appreciate you, my friend. Have a great rest of the week, and uh, thanks for your time today. All right, y'all take care. <laughs>